Welcome to this episode of Revolution and Ideology. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. And this is a special episode because if I've done my math correctly, this is our 100th episode. Technically, I think it's actually the 101st episode because we published an episode ahead of this one that we hadn't intended. Um, but anyways, we've reached a milestone nonetheless that we have knocked out 100 episodes on our podcast. We hear you now, all cheering in the background. Yeah, for sure. Our YouTube channel has many more videos on it because we've started, we have all kinds of other content on there that we had before we started doing the actual podcast. But the official podcast with Revolution and Ideology and the Myth is America series combined, we have got over 100 episodes now. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to do an episode to talk about, sort of reminisce about our time as a podcast and uh, talk about how we feel, uh, where we are and where we're going and uh, what we have in mind and in store for the program. Uh, my first question is for you is, what is your favorite episode? I mean, there's a lot to go through. I was actually just scrolling through them at this point. I mean, like I said, a hundred different episodes. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot. So here, we'll start with like, okay, let's start with this. We'll go with what appears to be all of your favorite episode, your all of your favorite episodes based on just like count and watch time and things along those lines. So the first one that kind you of struck like the, a, listeners. A, the listeners, excuse me, the listeners slash viewers, like what was your guys's favorite like like episode? So first one, we have to just give like a weird shout out to, even though it's not really your favorite, but we did a film review of a great Netflix film called The Platform. <laughs> and I don't know how many views that got to before we actually took it off the channel, but it was nearing, I think, 100K at some point. Maybe, maybe I'm actually overestimating. I don't know, Nick, do you have the numbers? Because I don't have it up. Right I don't, but it was, I think it did get 100K. Um, but, but here's the giant caveat to that. A, like I honestly, <laughs> whatever, a little bit of ego here. I think we did a pretty good job breaking down that film, mm -hmm. but, and here's the big caveat. Most of the people that were clicking and watching that were actually hoping just to get a free version of the movie, I think is what that was. So yep. we kind of removed that. And, uh, so now, now let's talk about like what all of your favorite episodes were basically. 83,000 views. It got 83 K. Okay. Before we actually took it down. Okay. Yeah. All right. In terms of what your guys' favorite episode is, it was actually one of Nick's standalone that he originally made for class. So it's not even a podcast episode. It was just a video that he made for a class for one of his sociology classes uh, about Antonio Gramsci. So that's we have to give a shout out there too. Um, mm -hmm. any any commentary since that was that was a solo project by you? I don't I'm actually shocked that at how popular that episode is. I we just hit like all things came together the right like weird niche that like there wasn't a lot of content on Gramsci for some reason I have no idea why that one's as successful as it is but yeah it gets a lot of views probably like the listeners of the podcast that's not their favorite but it gets a lot of views on YouTube people searching hegemony and trying to figure out right. about Gramsci's ideas for sure in terms of other popular videos, and these are off the top of my head, even though I technically could pull up the analytics right the second I, I whatever, I'm not doing it. So uh, off the top of my head, I do know that uh, my episode doing the history of the Zapatistas has mm -hmm. been pretty popular. I do know that uh, Nick's uh, discussion of Frere is uh, actually popular. Not all of, of Paulo Frere, but like just, uh, uh, what is it? Why am false I blanking generosity. This? Thank yeah. you. False generosity has been very popular. Uh, we do know that uh, one of the episodes where I go through like an intense, deep two episode history of the Kurds is pretty, pretty mm -hmm. popular. Transatlantic slave trade has been pretty popular. At least the first episode, I guess we offend enough people. They don't watch the second one. Um, 
And uh, what else we got in there? Scientific racism has been pretty good. So um, those are off the top of my head some of our more popular videos, uh, at least in terms of like what uh, listeners and viewers seem to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of my personal favorites, though, um, all of those actually qualify. I think I, I, I like all those episodes as well. But there's a couple that flew under the radar. And if you haven't listened or viewed them, you should go back and check them out. We do a, a two-part uh, uh, episode on the United States War for Independence. Not any of the battles or strategies or any of that stuff, but more like the underlying causes of the war and the hypocrisy, actually, of the architects of the United States in regards to how they kind of frame why they're going to war and then what happens happens after the war. I think that was actually a super underrated episode. I think what happens is in in the YouTube algorithm, people search like US War for Independence or American Revolution or whatever. And yes, at that point, we are competing with some of the big big history channels, right? Like, like those huge history channels and no one's going to click on our cute little, like whatever, our little channel, uh, to watch us, uh, ramble on for an hour of something they can watch on crash course and like, whatever it is, 11 to 13 minutes or whatever he, he runs those at. But Mm -hmm. ours is nothing like that. Ours obviously discusses, of course, like the, uh, the difference between taxation without representation or versus the British argument of virtual representation. We talk about how, uh, ludicrous it actually was to be protesting taxation, especially after the British had literally just won a war for the colonists to open up the Ohio Valley, and they had actually dumped all their resources resources into it. So they didn't just wake up one day, roll out of bed, and say, "Yeah, we feel like oppressing the colonists." No, the colonists asked for this war. Then they asked for additional protection from indigenous rebellions such as Pontiacs, and all of that costs money. So the British were actually within their right regarding like taxing and things like that. Anyway, we go through that entire history. We talk about the daughters of liberty, which are obviously are usually overlooked in history. So I, I, I never understood why that would never actually took off. I think it's actually a pretty good episode. Yeah, I mean, um, this is what you said, like we're competing with so many others, like the crash courses, et cetera, has been so done to death. I think probably not done from the same angle that we approach it with uh, clearly, but yeah, no one's looking uh zoroastrianism was actually a popular episode that we didn't think was going to get popular maybe it's just like you said with gramsci uh there's just not a lot of content on youtube Mm -hmm. about it so that one actually is pretty good and that's also a personal favorite because i like talking about some of these uh philosophical uh slash quasi metaphysical um topics we did do we went through a phase there with sufism and um buddhism as well and we even had of course the episode that is somewhat somewhat controversial to evangelicals like you know uh jesus was a revolutionary until constantine's screwed it up um that's actually a fun episode it's not even that that the episode's that Mm -hmm. fun it's fun reading the comments on that one i love the commenters like oh my god you know like heresy but anyway (laughs) um so yeah those are a few that jump out to me i don't want to talk all day what do you where where are you at what are some of your favorites nick um i like the the myth is america series that we did and i guess are still doing uh though we haven't done a lot of episodes in that sort of thread lately but there's a lot of them in there that I really, really liked that we had fun doing. Um, so there's a lot of cool like sound bites that I think are just hilarious from when we first started that series. Like you had a quote that was like Columbus and his big ass Cadillac of a boat or something like that. That was your quote, like, I so think. <laughs> no, nah, it was you for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So just something like that. Like those are the funnest, I think, to record and like just talk about those topics. Um, so those are really good. Then I like the ones that we collaborated with other people. So our student Dante, we have to give a shout out to him. He came on when we were talking about Sufism and anarchism, et cetera. He actually brought that topic to us and was interested in it. And so we uh, did that one. Um, we have one with our previous student and friend, Alan, where we talked about Lysander Spooner and sort of 
his thoughts on the Constitution, uh, which was an interesting one. Uh, our previous student, Gabe, came on and we taught. That's uh, what episode was that? When we that talked was a hunt. The film, The Hunt, yeah, which was a failure. No one watched that episode, but I thought it was funny. We were just like, let's watch this movie and talk about it. And it ended up being the movie itself was like interesting and hilarious and not very good. But then we yeah. just had commentary on it, which I liked. That was um, just algorithm hunting after the platform yeah, blew up. Exactly. We're like, hey, maybe we can watch a couple of movies. Yeah, whatever. We're not movie reviewers. <laughs> the one on the social dilemma that we did is actually pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, I like watching films and discussing them. But so there's just so much content out there on YouTube and podcast land of people doing that, that take it from different angles that, you know, we're not film critics, clearly. Uh, we just think films are interesting and like watching them and talking about them. Uh, but I like those episodes. I think that that's, you know, in which is life. possible for a future episode. I was watching one of those more famous film reviews slash like mm-hmm. crit- critique channels the other day. I don't remember. Maybe it was the critical drinker or somebody about that. Like, I'm not trying to like whatever name drop at this point, this at this point in the episode, but like one of the things that did get me thinking for a future episode is we kind of brainstorm in this hundredth hundredth episode of ours is uh, there has been a lot of backlash in, in these film reviews that they are a little bit upset about the diminishing role of men. Uh, in films and and there's been like a little bit of a backlash there which i think is absolutely just laughable like representation is wildly important to of course um i don't know uh, as we talk about in the ethically constitutive stories episode to like kind of set the table for your values as a society so to be blunt what i'm seeing oftentimes in these like film critique channels or even video game critique channels is a lot of very sad white men uh mm-hmm. and upset about them losing what status they have in the pop pop culture lithosphere for lack of a better term um i think there's actually an episode there um mm-hmm. if you guys think you'd like uh to hear us uh uh, uh proverbially shit on on some of these uh, uh film theorists uh we'd be uh, happy to do an episode so leave a comment let us know if that's something you're interested in all right keep going nick sorry interesting let's talk about formats because we have a we have like the long form really more podcast type episodes and then we have like the highly what do i want to call it summarized sort of short videos where it's like you know five to twenty minutes like gromch is an example false generosity is an example you did a really short one on like the ethically constituted story, et cetera. And then we have like the long, like the curds is four hours, I think, of total content together. We did it in two episodes. So what's your favorite to do? I like the long form, uh, especially mm-hmm. since we can kind of just like like BS a little bit. There's a little bit more back and forth. It's less scripted. Uh, obviously, I'm using like all of my historical research on mine and you're using your all, all your sociological research on yours. Um, so, yeah, there is like a generalized game plan, but it's just it's it's uh, it's less formal. And I like it. I, that's just definitely the way mm-hmm. I like to, to speak, whether in class or uh, in in on YouTube or in a podcast. I just prefer it. Yeah. It's also funny now, that people terms- don't realize that like the shorter episodes require much, much, much more preparation because you have to be able to like get everything you want to say in seven minutes, whatever the topic is, right? And that's really, really hard to do, at least for us. We are much more designed because we're educators to like talk for an hour about something or two hours about something in really, really detailed sort of a really detailed manner, I guess. So like, I'm the same as you. I like the more, the longer form ones, which play better on the podcast, but not as good on YouTube. 
right. YouTube algorithm really rewards the shorter episodes. But in podcast land, I mean, the podcast listeners, I'm assuming, want the longer form stuff. Um, yeah, so we've gotten all across the gamut from like three minute videos to four hours of content about a single topic. My favorite are the longer forms. I mean, four hours is getting a little long, but um, I think that one really warranted it, right? So, I mean, really, we picked the length based on whatever the topic we think it needs, right? So we thought we could do an ethically constituted story in three minutes and explain that topic. I could right. do false generosity in however long that video is, seven minutes or whatever. We didn't need an hour of us talking about it. But some things like the Cuban Revolution, we have no desire to try to do a eight-minute history of the Cuban Revolution, right? Like, that's just way too hard and nuanced. And, like, you can't, you can't get across the history of that revolution in eight minutes. And other people have already done it, right? You can search Crass Course Cuban Revolution or whatever and find a really, really good 10-minute video. We're not going to do that. We're going to give people the detail that they want from us about, like, as an example, the Cuban Revolution, right? So, I Well, think and our actually, commentary, and to be blunt, mm -hmm. our biases, like, those are things that we, that are implemented. And, of course, as educators, as, again, we're both, like, telling stories, and as Nick already asserted, like, our, our training is basically to cover <laughs> different blocks of time. I'm trained to talk for an hour and 15 minutes, or in longer form, sometimes, like, two mm -hmm. and a half hours, like, that. that's how we're trained. But here's the other key point it's not even just kind of like lecture, it's more Socratic. And so if that's where that back and forth comes in. So like whether I'm standing in front of a classroom or I am in this, uh, uh, sitting um, down on this couch and talking to Nick, like it's that back and forth, right? Like that Socratic methodology of getting across like this content, Cuban revolution, Kurdish history, whatever it is we're talking about. And that's just more natural for us. And we're not faulting any of those channels that can somehow consolidate the Cuban revolution or whatever other topic we're talking about into eight to 11 minutes. Um, but they're more trained to do that, to try and condense this information into digestible, a digestible format for the quick researcher or the, the student in, in high school doing a, doing a history project or whatever. That's fine. That's good for them. And, and that's what they do. I think that content is necessary. I don't think it has like mm -hmm. the depth or like explores like the ideological or material backgrounds of the events it's talking about, but it's not meant to, it's just like this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. And Which I think is, is fine. Is. Like those videos definitely have a place, right? I think right. that's how people learn like, okay, I know nothing about this topic. Give me this general overview in eight minutes. Right. I think that's totally fine. And I hope that when they want more information, maybe they'll seek out our longer videos that have much more detail and nuance and, a much more like, you know, holistic overview of whatever the topic happens to be. That's fine. You know what I mean? But I mean, the it's longer just videos will never be as popular as the shorter videos. That's just not going to happen. No. And even in our longer videos, we can look at the view time and, 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 and not that many people are getting through the whole thing anyway. But like, again, that, that speaks to uh, a couple of things, a, how busy everyone is in their lives and B, I hate to say it, but like shorter attention spans, mm -hmm. the inability to concentrate on anything for extended periods of time. Like, and again, this is not necessarily a critique of those individuals, but more the society that has produced individuals whose brains can't necessarily function that way. God, that sounded super condescending, but like, it's not meant to be <laughs> condescending because I, even yeah. I'm the same way, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I've, I've slowly become this way as well. I'll be whatever, sitting through a meeting and I, I, my, my brain needs to be doing something else apparently. So I'll start like whatever, looking at my phone or, so we're all kind of more and more built mm -hmm. this way. So I don't know. I mean, there are channels that all are right. super successful that are much longer form, like a ContraPoints or a philosophy tube or something, but those videos are such high production quality, like Jared and I just right. don't have the time or the money to like make that happen. 
nor would we really want to probably, even if we had the resources. Um, I'd much rather be doing more, you know, doing an episode every week than an episode every month or something like they do. Uh, even if it's more highly produced, I'd much rather be just exploring sort of what we're interested in, which brings me to the next question that people ask me actually all the time is how do we decide on topics? How do we decide what we're going to talk about? So in terms of like, it, for the longest time, it was mostly research I've already done, like dating all the way back to like graduate school to stuff I was working on as we were developing classes. So I mean, like that, that's how we decide upon content. The, our favorite way to decide upon content of those was through course development. In fact, the channel itself started because of course development. It originally started because we were developing a class um, on a, a stateless society, basically a society that, ex or basically a course that explores, is there a possibility for society after the state? So not to confuse anyone, it's not about individuals seeking to create a state, like maybe certain, like, like, like the KRG or something along those lines. It was societies, can society exist without the state? And of course, it's an exploration of anarchism and all in all of its different layers. Um, anyway, as we decided we were going to research this topic, which we were not necessarily like, that was not what I got my, that was not my historical training, wasn't necessarily Nick's sociological training, but like now we are trained to research. So then eventually we did find our way, um, uh, into, um, picking apart all of the different philosophies, the ideal and material properties of statelessness, both like pre-state and of course our predictions for post-state, um, what we decided to do as we were going through that, sorry if I wasn't clear there, was to basically not, if this isn't like publishing our findings, but basically talking out our findings on this channel. That's essentially mm -hmm. what that was. I don't know if you can kind of like frame that a little bit more clearly than I did, but. No, I mean, yeah, that's, that was the very beginning of the podcast was us doing the research for that course. That's how we started it. I mean, our listeners, if they've listened to the whole thing, probably know, because I think we talked about this at the beginning, was that we really wanted to make a documentary film. We had students come to us frequently, actually, that was like, you guys should make a film. Like the way that you talk about stuff and the topics that you pick, like I think it'd be really entertaining and interesting. You should make a film. And we went down that path actually for a while. And then we were just like, dude, we like aren't experienced filmmakers. This is going to take a lot of work and resources, which we don't have. Before we go down this path, like let's take a step back. And what's the easiest thing we could do to sort of like put stuff out there put content out there. And like the podcast was the clearly the easy answer of like, it cost us nothing. I already had all the recording material or uh, technology. Like we could just do it and see what happens. And like now here we are on our hundredth episode. Right. And so that's how it started. Um, someday maybe we'll go back and make a film who knows, but like, this has been a fun journey for sure. And that we're going to continue because we both ended up having fun and being passionate about it. And, you know, that's it. Everybody and their brother has a podcast now. So we're, exactly. we're just part of the club. We're part of the club. Exactly. The other reason we, we started the channel, obviously, even before our research, now that I think about it, was also for some short videos that we could put into our, our, our online classes for what few online Yeah, that was the origins of the like YouTube channel overall was so we could put videos in our classes. Like we teach online and we needed a place to host the videos of us lecturing and stuff. Um, and then the podcast was kind of an extension of that where we could do more content that we weren't using in class, which gave us the freedom to talk more freely about some topics. Um, because let's be honest, like we teach in a very specific way and then we talk in the podcast in a very specific way. And there's a lot of overlap between the two, but there are certain things clearly we say on the podcast that I would never say in the middle of a lecture, like in the classroom, because it's just not academic. 
and there's not, you know, this doesn't, doesn't facilitate learning about a topic. Um, yeah. So that's how we choose our topics. Um, in so terms nowadays, of like, yeah. And it began, yeah. like Jared said, where we would just go, like, I have a lecture prepared on this because I already teach this topic. Let's do a podcast episode. Or I just researched this for our new class. Let's talk about that. Now we really are just following whatever we're interested in the moment. Right. So it's like, like right now I'm researching nihilism because I'm just happened to be interested in that. And so I'm doing a super deep dive. So we have an ongoing series about nihilism, which we're going to come back to shortly. Uh, we're doing kind of a series on cyber anarchism because I've been looking into technology and the state and how could technology defeat the state. And so we have an ongoing series on that, right? Jared did an episode on the Garifuna because he went to Belize and was became really interested in the locals there and their history and their story. And so he did research and we did an episode on that. So it's really just follows what we're interested in uh, learning more about. That's what we're doing topics on. And if any of the listeners come to us with an interesting topic that we want to talk about, like one of our listeners asked us about the education system and our thoughts on that. And so we did an episode on that because that was easy, right? Um, there are certain taboo topics, which I'm sure our listeners have noticed that we refuse to touch um, basically because we still have day jobs that we need to pay the bills. And so there are some things that we won't talk about uh, for risk of putting our jobs in jeopardy. Uh, so it's just unfortunate that we won't do those things. Uh, you have something to add on that one? Uh, I mean, insert argument about the reality of uh, First Amendment uh, here, right? Like between YouTube and, and, mm -hmm. and, and quote unquote, the state, whether that state is the Fed or we're talking about specifically in our case, a certain state state um, uh, within the United States. Like the fact right. that like there are certain things that if we uh, don't approach them uh, from the right political lens, I, the right is actually probably the word I should be using here. For their, mm -hmm. uh, yeah read into that what you would like um that yeah there there might be a world of pain ahead which is pretty sad there's not very many of them um um but there are a few so um again read into that what you will um we're not completely f we we do speak pretty freely on a lot of topics but there's a few that 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 uh, apparently are still just taboo also, like, there's just some things that, like, we aren't going to do an episode on because it would just take way too much time. Like, as an example, I think someone posted on the, I forget what episode it was, either socialism or something, or maybe the Russian Revolution, like, was the famine in Russia the same as, like, the famine in North Korea or something like that? And I was like, dude, I don't know anything about North Korea and their history, so... I'm not going to do an episode. They wanted an episode on it. And I'm like, I'm not going to do an episode on that. Sorry. It's just not my area of expertise. And I'm not going to spend, you know, dozens of hours researching that to do an episode on it. It's just not something I'm passionate about, you know, to do it well, right? Like a, right. a couple yeah. of people have asked us about events in perhaps like China, like in Chinese mm -hmm. history, I'm not a Chinese historian. Most of my focus, and I've probably said it in other episodes was either in the Middle East, Latin America, or to be blunt, the United States. Like those, those are kind of like my main areas. And then of course the history of social movement on a global scale. So then, then I can add in a little bit of sub-Saharan African history and maybe a little bit of Southeast Asian history. And I can add some other elements but like for example um yes i can go through like the entire history of like the mau mau movement can i do the entire history of like kenya probably not uh so like there's just certain things that we don't have in our wheelhouse and yes we could probably research them but if that research does not necessarily correlate back to the classroom for me 
it's kind of like a cost benefit analysis. Yeah. Could I, as a trained historian, could I do the history of China? I absolutely could. Will it be applicable anywhere but one episode on YouTube or in the podcast? Probably not for me, at least in what I'm teaching. So that's 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 where I have to decide. I don't have the time to do this topic justice. Like I, the Boxer Rebellion, for example, is super interesting and may even cross over into some other thing. I just don't have the we just don't have the time or the background knowledge. The same goes for like certain philosophy or philosophers, right? Yeah. Like I, we have a couple of episodes on Foucault's stuff because I needed it for class. And I'm pretty well versed in Foucault, but someone commented, I think on one of those videos, like, I want to see you do an episode on Deleuze. And I'm like, I'm not going to become an expert on Deleuze just so I can do a YouTube episode because I'm not going to use that elsewhere. And it's like, yes, I am passionate and would love to do that, but I'm just not going to spend dozens of hours at this point right now doing that. Maybe someday I will start reading some Deleuze and do an episode, but like, unless it, it's just not, I already know Foucault and do that for class. So I I can do that easily for the podcast, but I'm not going to just pick up and become an expert on some philosopher that I've never read before just to do content. Um, that's probably not going to happen. There might be a time when that will, but it's we'll not make this deal. Now. Yeah, we'll make this deal. We get to a hundred k, and then we'll start doing like research requests. Exactly, hundred percent. Or if you support us on Patreon for a significant amount, I will do whatever you ask. Pick a topic, and we will make it happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's where I am not dependent um, upon the state, at least for some of my livelihood. I mean, that's the other thing, right? We both have full time other jobs, uh, more than full time other jobs, yeah. actually. Uh, so, you know, we sure. do this on the side just for fun. So I'm not going to spend a hundred hours a week researching stuff just to do an episode like, you know, ContraPoints or Philosophy Tube or like whatever those people like their jobs now are doing, you know, creating content. I would love for that to be the case. Like I would love nothing more than for that to be the case where Jared and I could travel the world making awesome content, but we're not there yet. Someday if it happens, Oh man, look out! Because if we don't need day jobs and we could say whatever we want, like that, the channel will take a very interesting turn, which I would look forward to so much. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. Plans for the future. What do we have coming up in the docket? I already said we have the series on nihilism ongoing, which I haven't abandoned. I'm actually reading through uh, Max Sterner right now because we're going to do an episode on ego and its own. We will have an episode on ego and its own. That's the next in our series on nihilism. Uh, so expect that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe a month or so, uh, we will come back to um, the series on cyber anarchism. We've had a lot of requests actually surrounding that. So we will do some episodes there too. Those are the two series I think that I have going that I'm researching right now. Um, there may be a movie or two uh, injected in there as well if one comes up that Jared and I both like. Uh, what do you got planned? Uh, right now, like I said, I mean, I, there are some that are already prepared. We were kind of waiting to see if we could go in order, uh, at least historically, back in the Myth is America mm -hmm. series, but I don't know that we need to anymore. So obviously, civil yeah. civil rights, the long view, the actual like long view of civil rights, not not mm -hmm. the, uh, the the cute little like uh, Dr. King gave a wonderful speech in D.C. and all of a sudden, boom, equality. That's what tends to happen um, when people frame uh, civil rights, at least in a K through 12 classroom. We actually have a long view that we would argue back all the way to the first slave rebellion. Um, so we do have an episode planned for that. That will definitely be a long form episode. Mm -hmm. 
in addition to like some of the uh, newer content, quote unquote, newer content, obviously I'm a historian. So all of my content is in the past or whatever, but like in terms of like newer content, we were going to explore the idea of uh, surrogate activities, at least as a, a, a one far right uh, uh, terrorist, I guess, explain them uh, for either. I mean, I'll call him what he was, but Nick, but we've also done the research to figure out that like these ideas are not original. Yeah. 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 But uh, we've realized that like in his his quote unquote grandiose manifesto that made it into the Washington Post um, and I think it was the New York Times as well. Anyway, these ideas are actually not really wholly his and, and we kind of already knew that. So we actually want to trace like the genealogy of these ideas of, again, surrogate activities and power processes, mainly just those two. Those are the only two intriguing things that we can like elicit, I think, from from from. Um, from that manifesto, but we want to actually trace their origins um, and not necessarily give credit to um, to this individual, if you all know who I'm talking about, for coming up with these ideas. So, which is interesting, actually. On the road trip, uh, the, a road trip the other day, I passed by. I passed by where uh, he's being held. <laughs> I passed by where uh, he's being held. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, gave a little wave. Yeah. Anyway, I've gone down that rabbit hole. His so anyway, that, that's what's Michigan. been on my mind. University of Michigan, I think they have a website with his archives. I've been down that rabbit hole. It's interesting. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's where we're at. Uh, a lot of long form stuff coming up, probably a few shorties that will happen uh, as we need stuff for class and etc. Um, then we have like this weird like middle tier also where we do like, let's just knock out 30 minutes about this or let's do 20 minutes on this topic of us just going back and forth. Um, that is, isn't that like highly, highly you know, curated seven minute video. And it's not the really, really researched hour or two hour video. It's like, let's just do a shorty 20 minutes on this because we think that the conversation needs to be had and it isn't happening. You know what I mean? Um, which is really. Yeah. Really most recently the Confederate flag. There's also some topics that like you mentioned the second wave feminism. There's some topics that like, while we give lectures on them in class, like we don't, it's not up to us as two white dudes to like, put content out about certain topics like the other people can have those conversations we don't need to be the voice in the room about stuff like that so like i have to because i have to give a lecture on it in class about something because i need it to fill in the holes of whatever i'm right. talking about like intersectionality as an example i have to lecture on intersectionality because it's important in sociology but like do we really need an episode of two white dudes talking about intersectionality like the answer is no we don't need that right so there's a lot of stuff that we both know and lecture and have done research on that like we're not going to make an episode on because it's just not necessary. Other people can lead those conversations. Um, as two white guys, we don't need to be doing that. Um, 100 episodes, episodes, man. What else you got? We'll see how quick we get to uh, 100 more. That took us about, I think the first episode was March of 2019. So we're like, whatever, almost 18 months in at this point. Which actually, now that I think about it, yeah, that's that's a lot, actually. We knocked out a lot of content now that I think about it. It's pretty awesome. We'll see how fast. Yeah, and it was go. all over the place in terms of history mm -hmm. and philosophy and sociology. Yeah, it like uh, so many different topics. Which I actually like. I think it's detrimental to the growth of our program. Because like if we were just doing one very specific niche, I think it would probably grow more because we would attract those people attracted to that specific niche. But like it would just be boring for us. So I'd much rather be all over the place and like it grows as it grows. And like we've never been in it to you know, get a million views or something anyways. It's just for us to be entertained and I am. So that's what's important. So yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Here's to another hundred. Um, catch us online, revolutionandideology.com. 
If you're listening to this in your podcasting app, leave us a rating and a comment and help us find viewers. If you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you would like us to do an episode on. We may or may not do it depending on what the topic is. If you really, really love what we're doing, follow us uh, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash revolution and ideology. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. Later.